Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Boys here, serving up grim Halloween goodness with canned fava beans and a B-plus Chianti. Uh, I am Peter O'Donoghue, substituting my views with memories, and I am joined by... Ethan Palmer. Doing nothing with my memories, other than appreciating them for what they are. Uh, I'm James Miller, and I'm doing a whole lot with my memories. (laughs) Nice, Feeling them, squeezing them, tweaking them. (laughs) So... A couple little, uh, I guess, little housekeeping things to take care of first. Uh, This is going to be one of our last warnings here. Uh, We are doing a live panel at Meltdown Montreal, which is a bar on Saint-Denis Street, uh, on October 24th, 2021. Uh, It starts at 4 in the afternoon Eastern time. If anybody, like, can and wants to show up and meet us and see the panel and see some of the people that I work with at Squared Idea, which is my comic publisher, uh, please do. Everyone is welcome. Um, It's just you need proof of vaccination. That is the only caveat. So, you know, I'm... Boohoo, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so that's it. October 24th, 2021, we're doing our live show. Um, and then the other live show we're doing is November 6th, we are doing um, Extra Life. We are going to be raising money for Enfant Soleil, which is a children's charity here in uh, Quebec. Um, I'm going to be playing The Surge 2. Um, as far as I know, uh, Deck Thirteen told me that he was going, or that they were going to give us some uh, game keys to give away. Uh, so we're going to have a little contest. I'm going to figure out how to set that up and give away a couple of free copies of the game. As far as I'm aware, uh, and then uh, Ethan and Jamie are going to be playing some other stuff. I think we said Hollow Knight Randomizer, and Jamie's going to do a variety show and, yeah. and, and that sp- sort of thing. speed run getting banned on Club Penguin. It's going to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> nice, dude. So that's going to be November 6th. Uh, Twitch.tv slash the lore boys. If you want to tune in, please donate. Uh, it's a very, very good cause. Um, you know, sick kids are the worst and we need to get rid of them as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Um, and then finally, we've had a fairly less spooky Halloween than we did last year. But for this one, uh, I will put up a content warning. Um, I'm going to be covering some real-life crime and some grim fictional crime here in this one. So if you're not into gore and kidnapping and, I suppose, and some sexual assault stuff, uh, tune out now um, and maybe catch up with some older episodes or wait for our next one or just come to the live show where we're not going to be covering any of that uh, sort of stuff. But just so you're aware, today (laughs) we'll be covering Thomas Harris's character Hannibal Lecter. Um, and all the fun stuff that comes with that. And so, now that yeah, like, not into it, <laughs> now that all those like, other people left, we're left with all the people who love sexual assault and love murder, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's going to get a little blue. Yeah. Uh, I got to say, I loved when Hannibal crossed the Alps with all those elephants and uh, sacked Rome. That was that was pretty mean for me. I, I have something in here coming up soon, actually, uh, in, regard, <laughs> in, in regards to the Carthaginian warlord. So don't, so don't you worry. Okay. Um, I was worried. Uh, specifically today we're going to be covering red dragon and the silence of the lambs um this is kind of a pseudo request from our patron Oakrest, and he was backed up by toodles over on discord loreboys.com slash about mm-hmm. um i of course say pseudo request because i was just like boy howdy i'd love to do hannibal one day and the guys were like yeah do it uh, which is mm-hmm. kind of like a, a dictator winning 99 percent of the votes yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it just like yeah whatever so it just it counts and it's a patron request too, baby. Thanks, Oakrest. Yeah, thanks, Oakrest. Um, so, uh, as far as the non-Carthaginian uh, general, uh, what do you guys? I guess starting with Ethan, uh, know about Hannibal Lecter? Have you seen the movies? Have you read the books? I've seen Silence of the Lamb. That's it. okay. Which is ostensibly about Buffalo Bill, um, but I think Anthony Hopkins' performance of Hannibal Lecter in the in the movie was what made him like everyone. When you think of silence of the lambs, you think of, I, I anyway, me anyway, you think of, like you said, uh, fava beans with the side of Chianti or whatever. And the sucking noise yeah. that he makes when he's in the, the hand truck stretcher or whatever. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, but that's about it. Like the movie, the one movie, not red dragon is, was that a movie as well? I knew it was like a sequel in the books, but I didn't know if the first movie had ever come out or. I saw uh, before, yeah, like I'll let Jamie clarify before, and then I'll tell you the order everything came out in. I saw two movies. One was for sure Silence of the Lambs, but I saw one that was also more focused on Hannibal Lecter and him. Like, I, I think he, he escapes or something, but I can't remember which one it was. Um, he escapes in the movie in Silence of the Lambs. Okay, that that's in Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, there was I did definitely saw two movies of him. It's the 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 whole <laughs> trick with the elevator and switching clothes and stuff. Is that Silence of the Lambs? Yes. Oh wait, oh, there's man. there's a show too, right? Where he's a kid and he's living with his mom in Texas. It's called Young Hannibal, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm not. Yeah. Oh. oh. Okay, yeah, because I was worried I was thinking of Young Sheldon for a second, but no. No, 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 no. Yeah, it's, it's, that's not a thing. It's where we get the Bazinga uh, skins. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sewed into the flesh of a woman. <laughs> I feel like I've seen two movies, but I cannot for life remember what Red Dragon's about. Um, but I watched two movies on Netflix that both had Mr. Hannibal in it. Anthony Hopkins. Red Dragon is the name of the uh, casino in Rush Hour 2. Is that related, Peter? Yeah, so uh, Jackie, <laughs> Jackie Chan plays Clarice Starling, if you guys recall, in Silence of the Lambs. Right? Oh, that's yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. right. Now, yeah. it, the, it's like a common, it's like the, um, what's that, like Bernstein Bears, Bernstein Bears effect? Yeah, yeah it's the Manchurian effect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like a lot of us believe that Jodie Foster played Clarice Starling when in reality it was just a Chinese man. I think that's <laughs> a di- it's a different name. I can't remember the name of the effect, but I don't think it's Manchurian. The Mandela effect. Sorry. Mandela. Mandela. Yeah. That's uh, it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I was yeah, thinking sorry. Manchurian Candidate. Yes, which is a different movie that we're not covering right now. Okay. Is yeah. Denzel Washington in Silence of the Lambs? Uh, yeah, so it's yeah. the Mandela effect is most people would believe that Jodie Foster played Clarice Starling, but it was actually <laughs> it was actually Denzel Washington playing Jackie Chan. Playing exactly. Playing Clarice Starling. Gotcha. Wow. 
<laughs> yeah. It's a real method. He was like he was like two methods deep into playing Clary <laughs> Starling. And the crazy um, part, Anthony Hopkins saw through all the layers too, and he yeah. was able to predict everything yeah. and it was pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well yeah, his performance dead. was so powerful that you don't remember who played Clarice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so just a quick tangent here about the Carthaginian general. Uh, a friend of mine once had about $20 and 20 minutes to get a Halloween costume ready. So this is very relevant. I don't know if I've told this story before. Um, he had a uh, 20 bucks to get a Halloween costume ready for a party I was having in my first apartment. Uh, and he ended up at the dollar store, uh, and he got himself an elephant trunk, a Roman helmet, a bullet belt, and a red cape. And when he showed up at the party, one of my other buddies was just like, oh, are you supposed to be Hannibal? As though his costume was like some kind of like <laughs> referential sense. collage of like <laughs> the, the, the idea of Hannibal who was crossing the Alps. So wait, I don't get that part. Hannibal was a war leader that crossed the Alps first. Yeah, yeah he so made Carthage is in Tunisia, which is in like yeah. North Africa. Um, so his army incorporated elephants into it, like war elephants, basically. Uh, and he at some point ended up on continental Europe. Uh, with his army and marched his army with the elephants like through the Alps uh, and then sacked Rome. They said like, they were like, oh, if the armies ever come, they won't come through the mountains to the north. They'll sail their ships and land their ships on Italy's shores. But he like landed his ships in Spain and then like walked through the Alps with like (laughs) elephants in tow, which is the really crazy part. That is crazy. Real world, uh, that's earth lore, poggers. That's Earth lore. <laughs> that's, that's Earth lore in game. In game. In game. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the fictional Hannibal, uh, the Hannibal Lecter, was created by Thomas Harris. Uh, Thomas Harris was born in Jackson, Tennessee, in 1940. Uh, interestingly enough, he is not the main character in most of the stories. Uh, he's generally like a mentor or a secondary character. Like, he is the secondary character played by Denzel Washington and Jackie Chan. In the Silence of the Lambs, right? Wait, where wait, I thought Anthony Hopkins played. I thought Denzel Washington played Jack Chan played Clarice. I'm I'm losing the plot too. Don't worry about <laughs> it. <laughs> it was actually a Silence of the Lambs. Okay, if you recall, is actually a one man show starring only Jackie Chan. <laughs> only Jackie Chan played by Denzel Washington. Exactly, it's, and it's on Broadway. It's still on Broadway. It's the second longest running show after Cats. <laughs> oh, did Andrew Lloyd Webber write? Uh, play Joseph Terrence and wrote Silence of the Lambs. Yes. Okay. <laughs> did he do yeah. Cats too? I know he did. Silence. Andrew Lloyd Webber did Cats. Yeah, yeah oh, he man. did Cats. Yeah, he did the the opera one too. Um, Phantom of the Opera. Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. He wrote a lot of musicals. Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I, I actually uh, have a little aside here about the Phantom of the Opera later on in the episode. I didn't know we would bring this oh. up as oh, big dumb idiots making fun of something. That we don't know anything about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, Thomas Harris, like I said, he was born in Tennessee. Um, and so Hannibal is not the main character generally in, in the stories. He's a mentor or a secondary character. But as far as Red Dragon and, and Silence of the Lambs goes, uh, he is a secondary lead. And in some cases, I suppose, like a secondary antagonist, even anti-hero sort of, I guess, because he is like revered. People do like him, so. Yeah, sure. Yeah, anti-hero he's, maybe works. Yeah. He's helpful. He does well, help catch other murderers. So yeah. there's, <laughs> there's he's already in guard. jail. There's a prison <laughs> guard who like takes away his crayons and stuff and like kind of seems like the real dick, even though 
Anthony Hopkins. Make you sympathize with like a psychopathic serial killer. Yeah, Yeah. that's that's Dr. Chilton. He's not a prison guard. He is uh, the head of the psychiatric hospital. Uh, (laughs) Same difference. Uh, We'll we'll get into it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's the equivalent, basically. Dr. Chilton Um, got no chill, right? Nah, man. (laughs) Um, I won't be covering much of Hannibal Rising, which is like the official origin story of hannibal lecter uh yeah, that, it was written it's the young hannibal show i was thinking yeah of. Yeah, it, yeah yeah exactly it's, <laughs> it's basically that. as good um as young sheldon probably is i don't fucking know um, <laughs> okay it's a weird frame of reference it was <laughs> it was written as a prequel like in 2006 so like 30 years after the main series and it was kind of done in conjunction with hollywood because the producers of hannibal rising basically just like called mr harris and they were just like hey man uh we're gonna make a prequel to hannibal uh with or without you and he was like okay 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 i'll write the i'll write a book and i'll write the screenplay so he did both of them basically under that kind of pressure where Hollywood was either going to fuck it up completely or under a time crunch, like not get so fucked up. Yeah. 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 So regarding the author, um, and this is really important for like some of the inspiration for these characters here. Uh, Harris started out as a journalist and while working for a magazine called the Argozi in the sixties, um, he interviewed a prisoner named, uh, I mean, allegedly named, uh, Dykes Askew Simmons. Who was it? (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay peter i'm gonna need you to read that name back to me one more time i heard something crazy let me tell you oh yeah (laughs) let me clarify whatever you heard was not completely insane the real (laughs) the real answer is dykes askew simmons (laughs) the the boy with his finger in the dykes askew simmons (laughs) (laughs) yeah um Apparently, there's a movie just called Hannibal too that came after Silence of the Lambs. It's a sequel. That is also the, that is also the sequel novel to um, to Silence of the Lambs. Okay, I might have seen that so one. Red Dragon. You definitely did. If he's an escaped prisoner at this point, yeah. you definitely did. It is Red Dragon, uh, Silence of the Lambs, Hannibal are the are the order that the main trilogy go in, and then the prequel is Hannibal Rising, which is also the fourth novel. But that's all there is. There's four. <laughs> there's four okay. and four. Cool. Yeah. Um, anyway, back to, uh, Mr. Dykes Simmons here. That's three names. Like his alleged middle name is Askew. Um, he was in the psychiatric ward of Nuevo Leon state prison in Monterey, Mexico. Um, and I'm glad we called out his ridiculous name. Cause even when I was taking down notes, I was just like, that's gotta be a pseudonym. He did not. <laughs> There's no fucking way. That's his pen name. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. His real um, name is Stephen King. He just writes his Dykes Askew. Prolific, okay? Yeah. Stephen King is a huge fan of Thomas Harris, actually. He there's oh, yeah. he had a bunch he had a bunch of stuff that he had written about like um well yeah, because they were kind of um coming up together. Pretty, pretty contemporary, like, yeah. Yeah, um, Red Dragon, which was Thomas Harris's first... Uh, so, re- like, the first novel that Thomas Harris wrote was called Black Sunday, uh, and it was about, like, a terrorist attack during a football game. That was in the 70s, but uh, Red Dragon came out in 1981. So they were very much, yeah. you know, like, parallel writers who respected each other. Cool. Um, so Simmons is not unimportant. Uh, Simmons had a bunch of facial scarring from, like, fights and whatnot, but he had a birth defect. He had that cleft lip. That had been fixed where he was born, where his palate was like in kind yep. of like a V shape. That leaves like a little facial scar when the doctors 
fix it so you can breathe properly so get your palate out of your sinuses. Yep. Um, the cleft lip would eventually actually manifest in one of Harris's novels, uh, as well as some of the uh, some of the crimes that Simmons um, had committed. How does it manifest um, in the novel? Do you have to do like a surgery on the novel to be able to open it the first time, or? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the fr- the first page is in kind of a V shape, and you can't. You read have to it, unfold. So, yeah. yeah, you have to unfold the novel. It's like, like a, a, it's like a napkin at a fancy restaurant. Right. Yeah, it's an or- it's an origami. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like a cootie catcher, the little the little like oh, foldy yeah. thing. Yeah. I made one of those in a while. Um, uh, if you're listening and have something in front of you, make a cootie catcher right now and uh, yeah. write down your wishes in it, and then uh, yeah, play that game. Yeah, um, see if it. We'll find out uh, soon enough in the Discord if that's the same language that is used in other regions, or if that's just like yeah, what we grew like up that. calling it. It's like yeah. a little fortune teller thing. It's like it has four corners. You can put your fingers in, and you open it yeah. up with numbers, and it folds out. And anyways, yeah. let us know what it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let it, let us know what the folded paper little like bird mouth thing is that you did like riddles with on the playground. <laughs> <laughs> um, Simmons, during one of his escape attempts, had been shot by a guard, and he was treated by a man who Harris referred to as Dr. Salazar. Um, in 1963, Harris interviewed Dr. Salazar about Simmons' Simmons's victims, excuse me, and Salazar had stated that he, was, that he had murdered a good-looking young family who were nice people, and when Harris agreed that it was a good-looking family, Salazar asked if he thought that that provoked Simmons in some way, remembering, of course, that Simmons was both disfigured from birth and scarred from other things that had happened in his life. <laughs> you ever just go yeah. out and see a hot family and be like, man, dude, I just want to get rid of that. Fucking angry. <laughs> <laughs> that family's so what? hot. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that like turn it askew to cool cool them off in some of this water, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Nice excuse Simmons, baby. <laughs> it does sound like if you had like a if if you were like the I don't know, like the bassist for a hair metal band could also be like Dykes Askew Simmons. Yeah, Dykes Askew, yeah. Easily. Like in Rat or something like yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> um so Salazar it has was described as a lithe man with dark red hair. Uh, he stood very still, and you know, there was like a certain elegance about him. He was very polite and well put together and that sort of thing. Okay. Um, while leaving the prison after the interview, uh, a guard asked if Harris knew who Salazar was beforehand, and when he said no, he just assumed he was like the prison doctor. Uh, he was told that the man he was chatting with was a murderer who could fit his victims into a surprisingly small box. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. So he had been interviewing a murderer who would like dismember his victims the whole time without oh. without any like foreknowledge of the fact that this man was actually incarcerated in the same prison. I thought you maybe went after you. I thought you maybe went after contortionists or something, but he's cutting them up to fit them in the box. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that wouldn't look. He he wasn't uh, he wasn't like a coach for a contortionist team. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Even, even that's the, when even he was the limberous <laughs> the limberous gymnast suffers from rigor mortis too, right? Yeah, exactly. that, say that ten times. The limberous gymnast suffers from rigor mortis. Limberous gymnast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Cirque du Soleil was illegal in Mexico up until the 60s, so that's yeah, why he was in jail. <laughs> um, I wish it still was, honestly. Uh, yeah. I- I'm guessing Salazar is going to be the inspiration, because it sounds a lot like Hannibal Lecter now, right? Like the, the Dykes' Q fella sounds more, um, not Ted Bundy, a Buffalo Bill. 
Um, whereas Salazar sounds very Hannibal Lecter, polite, professional, uh, you know. So Mr. Simmons uh, is going to be the inspiration for the uh, killer in Red Dragon more than he okay. is for sure. Buffalo Bill. We will get into that. Oh, Peter, I haven't seen Red Dragon. I don't I don't have any context for it. And nobody's told me what it's about yet. That's okay. I'm going to spoil the fuck out of it. So don't good. worry. Good, good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not to worry. <laughs> um, right. So, um, so yeah, basically, like he get he he could he had mutilated his victims in such a way that they could like fit into a surprisingly small box. I suppose like one of those fancy mattresses that like people sell these days. <laughs> I got one on Wednesday. I got a new mattress fitting into a tiny box. Yeah, I was amazed. I was like, they gave me a double, and then I unfolded it. I was like, oh, that's it's growing. It's like uh, <laughs> one of those sponge dinosaurs you put in a glass of water overnight. Oh yeah. So, so you have to put your do you have to put your mattress in a kiddie pool so it expands? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. You put it on the frame. Uh, <laughs> throw it in the bathtub. I had one of those, like one of those dinosaurs that, that blew up or whatever. I was trying to get my mom's attention and she's on the phone. She's wearing sweatpants. And I just went you up behind her. her. No, I took I put it in the back of her sweatpants while she was on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> and she, Got her. she was so surprised and she's like, What the fuck is this kind of thing? And yeah. we, we shared a good laugh about it. She had a good sense of humor yeah. about it. Not every parent I, would enjoy that. Ja- no. Jamie Jamie and his slimy dino. Huh? <laughs> that was that was, the, that was the actual title of the novel that inspired Jurassic Park. Yeah. I started yeah. talking to Anthony Hopkins about it. Now he's saying like <laughs> that's why I'm putting slimy dinos in every woman's pants that I'm interested in. It was my oh, relationship right. with my mother, but yeah. <laughs> I had uh, I didn't have a dinosaur. I had uh, I had like a, a glow in the dark sponge octopus, oh. and you would encase it in like a sunken ship shell, and as it grew, it would like bust out of the uh, of of the ship. Oh, had, that's cool. Busting yeah. makes you feel good. Busting, yeah, exactly. Good. My my glow in the dark octopus made me feel real good, yeah, especially <laughs> the back of my sweatpants. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Um, Dr. Salazar's true identity would never be revealed. However, he is assumed to be Alfredo Bali Trevino. Uh, Trevino was the last criminal to be given the death sentence in Mexico back in 1959. Uh, and he had been convicted of murdering his friend and lover, Jesus Castillo Rangel, and then dismembering him and packaging him in a surprisingly small box, as we've mm-hmm. established like a mattress or a spongy octopus, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just picturing, like, I don't know why, but when I thought surprisingly small box, I thought of a jack-in-the-box, and that's just the most horrific jack-in-the-box, right? Yeah. Crank on it. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. my God. And just somebody's spleen pops out. Like, Ugh. <laughs> oh, my God. Pop goes the evil. Yeah. Pop goes the, <laughs> pop goes the pancreas. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Ew. Um... So the the murder of the kind of lover and friend here is a crime that will reappear in Harris's work that we'll cover later on. Uh, he was also su- suspected of killing and mutilating several hitchhikers from the 50s and 60s. Um, and I love this kind of like silly trope through real life. Like hitch- hitchhikers are like the Costco free sample for serial killers. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding, man. <laughs> like that's just, just, just like, it's like, oh, I, like, oh, yeah, I want to make it big in Hollywood. And the guy who picks you up just like kills you and makes us makes a t-shirt out of you yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i've got all these bodies in my cart that i'm bringing already or in my trunk but i really can't help but eat some on the way you know like yeah yeah, 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 yeah. a little bit yeah 
Yeah, the the police keep finding greasy toothpicks on the on, like in the crime scene, just like, oh. <laughs> it's a greasy toothpick killer. But you know, I mean, there's also the trope of like cops chewing on a toothpick, and so I'm just picturing one finding it at a, at a crime scene covered in gore and like sticking oh. it in his mouth, right? Like, in his mouth. <laughs> That'd be a good transition for whenever Hannibal leaves the toothpick behind, and then it shows the cop scene afterwards, and he's got one in his mouth, and it makes you feel all gross on the inside. When we, oh, oh yeah, yeah. when we Russian film our movie, we'll be ready. Yeah, when yeah. we do our adaptation. Yeah. yeah, the Lore Boys movie is gonna be spicy. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna make no fucking sense. Uh, yeah. At all. yeah, Chris Chris Pratt's playing Peter. So yeah, 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 that. yeah. no, uh, Pete's not Greek anymore. He's normal now. <laughs> Very topical. Yeah, I I that is one of the best fucking things I've ever read in my life. I'm fairly confident it's real. I don't know. What did he, what did he say again? It, it was because he's not going to do like a, a woohoo, like Mario voice oh, for right. the Mario role. He's like, no, he's not Italian anymore. He's normal now. And I'm like, <laughs> that's so fucking funny, especially after like the governor of New York who got like indicted or whatever, her, like yeah, for yeah. sexual assault. It was just like, no, 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 I'm not creepy. I'm just Italian. I'm Italian. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Hey, bambino, you're having a rough time. It's it'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> this too shall pass. <laughs> Meanwhile, we could have had the voice of Parthenax playing Mario. You know what I mean? Just doesn't make uh, any sense. I know it doesn't make any sense at all. I hate it. The world is Is he still around though? I feel like he might have passed away. Or something. I don't know. I'm pretty sure he's alive. Oh yeah. Voice pull, of Mario. Pull I, up the clip. I'm trying. I wrote Voice of Marie, and it gave me Maya Sakamoto. Cool. I don't think that's right. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a very Italian-sounding name. (laughs) Charles Martinet. Charles Martinet, that's it. That's the name. No, he's not. Yeah, there you go. Not dead, still active, as a matter of fact. He's only 66. Come on, Jamie. Jeez. You went to GalaxyCon in 2020 in the height of COVID. Dog. He's unstoppable. Um, so back to uh doctor or back to the alleged uh inspiration for dr salazar uh trevino's sentence was actually commuted and he got out of jail in the 80s despite having mutilated and packaged up his lover um and after that he for some fucking reason continued to work as a physician until he died in 2009 yikes that's a big yikes for me man that's yeah it doesn't sit well. No. Well, he was put on death row in Mexico, and they were just like, well, we're, we don't really do the death penalty anymore. Uh, you can not only get out of prison, you can have your old job back. Yeah, which, like your law, your medicine license. <laughs> yeah, which is fucking insane. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Maybe doctors in Mexico in the 60s weren't upheld to such rigorous standards as law practicing licenses. No say, dude. But yeah, I have no I'm normally very gung-ho for a prostate exam. I gotta admit, if, if it was this guy, I'm not sure I'd be so keen. I had a a Mexican doctor inspect my my derriere because I got real sick when I was over there, and they they went and oh, I was true. the amoebas. Yeah, I saw yeah, a yeah. butt guy, and he he figured it out for me real quick. But... Saw a butt guy. I <laughs> yeah. see a butt guy every couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. Um, Trevino died in two thousand nine, and I know you saw your butt guy like two and a half years ago. So it was not the same guy. I don't okay. know if that doctor had killed his lover. Obviously. Yeah. There's no uh, way to know. Yeah. Yeah. Allegedly. Uh, just for your doctor's lawyers. <laughs> the Latins, man. Hot blood. Just like, just like the Italians. Wahoo. 
um, uh, the uh, an author named Charlotte Grieg, um, in her novel Evil Serial Killers, stated that Hannibal was also inspired by Albert Fish, who was a serial killer and cannibal from the U.S., who was executed in 1936 via electric chair. Oh my God, he was this fucking is one of those crazy, things. That guy. Al, yeah, I was yeah. gonna say, like, I was looking up Albert Fish for the first time today. This is one of the few things that I deliberately left out. Don't look up Albert Fish. I, that, guy deserved, so, that guy deserved to be executed. That's so weird because I had not heard about this guy. Then I heard a Norm MacDonald joke about him. And on a podcast that this guy came in just to be like, the whole thing is like, he's like the sad guy on the podcast. And he just started saying all these facts about Albert Fish. And now we're, we talked about him today. <laughs> Albert Fish has like entered my psyche three times Wait, this week. Should, yeah. Should, should uh, yeah. podcasts have a sad guy? Do we need a sad guy uh, on this podcast? <laughs> we do, eh? <laughs> it's uh, on your mom's house. A guy named Josh Potter. He's losing his vision over time, and he's like, or, like short and hairy all over. And he's really, really funny. But he, his joke was kind of like to go so the other way of comedy yeah. that you kind of have to right. laugh. But, it's yeah. uh, it's Debbie Downer from SNL. Yeah, right? he's not always yeah. like that. But that bit was really polarizing for a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, like I, I didn't put in as much stuff as I normally would here. That would make a lot of sense. I left out of a lot of Albert Fish stuff. Uh, he's a fucked up guy. I'm yeah. glad he's gone. And he t- definitely deserved the chair, man. <laughs> yeah. um, really one up. of the things here that doesn't really make any sense, like I don't really understand um, it's Charlotte Grieg's connection here because like there's very little in common other than the fact they're just both cannibals. Um, Fish was blue collar and like kind of like a weak old man. He's not sophisticated. Um, and then also like a pervert. Uh, whereas Hannibal is high class and do, does not Hannibal himself does not do any sex crime, and he has like a weird set of like rules. You know, he wouldn't kill you during a meeting because he feels it would be rude and stuff like that. Like, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anthony Hopkins. Uh, I, I I didn't put this in, but I read it today. It's Anthony Hopkins had described Hannibal as like the Robin Hood of serial killers, where he kills people who are terminally rude. Right. <laughs> so if you're polite and like of the you know upper crust behavior you're 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 safe from hannibal's uh hunger i suppose that that peter this feels problematic to me i'm not gonna lie i think hannibal lecter would be canceled in 2021 (laughs) 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 for determining who's rude i don't know that's a weird bar to set you know yeah (laughs) (laughs) well i mean i I guess he he's he he would be an old man since he's written in the 80s so he would absolutely not know how to use twitter properly and (laughs) Would probably be dumb enough to use Twitter in the first place. Anthony Hopkins, on the other hand, amazing, has like a very wholesome, yeah, <laughs> amazing very wholesome Twitter. Twitter. He just like plays plays piano with his cats or plays something. piano and sings, <laughs> and then he has that one where he's just like making insane faces at the camera, like he does yeah. like a line of. <laughs> 15 seconds of him just making crazy faces at the camera. Yeah, I love him. Yeah. Like, his rudeness is, like, really... Like, what he considers rude, it could be someone doing something actually rude, or it could just be you're a prison guard who's tried to feed you and, like, keep you alive all this time, but you're the one, like, standing between him and freedom. Is that rude, too, I guess? Working for... Unclear if I would refer to as a prison guard as trying to keep you alive because he's feeding you. Well, yeah. <laughs> What's he doing that's exactly rude, though? He's doing his yeah. job. Again, prison prison bar or uh, prison guard as the bar for morality, also a weird bar to set. You know what I Very mean? Like, <laughs> like, that's, that's weird all of a sudden. I'm sure they're I, like some of them are like down to earth, working class people, but it's like a weird system that you're working in, right? Yeah. So. I could probably clear that bar in my sleep, frankly. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's particularly yeah. high. But, yeah. I mean that's kind of the point that I was trying to make as well that like hey you know uh an an alabama person in the 1960s would have weird rules for what is rude right yeah (laughs) 
certain people talking to a white woman might be considered rude for no good reason. Yeah, you know? don't like, shake don't shake anyone's hand in public, dude. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Don't do it. No. So the first novel to feature Hannibal Lecter was Red Dragon, um, published in 1981. Uh, and when the novel begins, uh, it's set in 1975. Uh, and Hannibal is a fancy smancy, a, like forensic psychologist and a member of high society. So this is very much like kind of the Dr. Salazar thing coming in. Yeah. Um, he is interviewed by FBI profiler Will Graham. Uh, to gather information on one of his patients who had been violently murdered by the Chesapeake Ripper. Okay, um, he's the a Chesapeake, murder- uh, See, this is your this is your mistake, Pete. It's the Chesapeake River. There's a river called the Chesapeake River. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you misunderstood. Go, go back on Audacity and just cut this part. Out. <laughs> it's much smaller than a river. It's more of a, a dike, I would say. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a skew. That's yeah. where it stops. Yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. So yes, he had been violently murdered by the Chesapeake Ripper, uh, River. Um, <laughs> a, he's a murderer who, well, it was assumed to be a man, a, a murderer who kills people and extracts their tenderest cuts of meat. So there yeah. is a section on a chicken called the oyster. It's like a soft section of the back. They have a conversation about that, as well as like spleens, livers, tongues, cheeks on your face, like the, yeah. the good parts of the person. Can I, um, can I, can I jump just, if somebody is like wondering about my reactions to this movie. Like, I hate gore. Like, I, yeah, I hate, true. like, slasher yeah. films. I hate, like, I love books, and you're talking about these. I'm like, these are books that I'll never read. That's why when you're like, I'm going to spoil them, I'm like, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you don't even like weird. Mortal Kombat. It's, like, too much. Yeah, it's too much. It's like, why, yeah. why don't you play a good, clean fighting game like Street Fighter? Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got to rip, rip a man's oyster out, you know? Um, <laughs> where my head was at is, like, if I absolutely had to eat a person. I never could or would want to, but if I absolutely had to, what part would I choose? And I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. The I hair, mean, I've, uh, the finger. I've eaten some. I've eaten some parts of a man before, if you know what I mean. Hey, baby. <laughs> <laughs> the a big clit, if if you will. Oh Wait, that was a sound. Say, check. That doesn't that make any sense. Sound check thing. Our sound check. We're all talking about clits and tornadoes, and we're having a blast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> clits and, and tor- tornadoes and median obesity rates in the United States of America. Yeah, <laughs> there is something. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of obesity in the tornado areas. Actually, it's, yeah. I wonder if it's related. There's a correlation. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. causation. It's impossible you're, to tell. You're harder to blow away, frankly. Did you see? <laughs> <laughs> you guys are safer. <laughs> so less tornadoes are reported in California because all the people who would report it get blown away. So it's, vegans, it's, yeah. it's, it seems like the obesity rates are lower because uh, they don't report the tornadoes. It's or the smart. tornado rates are lower. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys see? Smarter the tornadoes part. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys see that thing I posted with uh, uh, nice. Pornhub release, like all their top categories in every area? Yeah. And there's yeah, like, like Finland or whatever. I think it was Sweden or maybe, I, I can't remember, but one yeah. of the countries, like the nuclear fallout from um, Chernobyl. <laughs> from Chernobyl, pretty much exactly. Ukraine exactly matched where um hentai was popular hentai was yeah. the most popular yeah, yeah. the heat, the radi- radioactive heat map uh, it, correlated yeah. to uh yeah. hentai liking that's <laughs> it yeah the, the radioactive isotopes make you like t- 2d woman i think is that how yeah, it yeah. Works. i but, think so yeah yeah it gives you gives you taste i guess you could say yeah yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's the atom gives you culture do you think <laughs> Hannibal Lecter would like hentai or would he think hentai's rude um uh. I think if he, he'd probably, he'd probably like the artists. 
because you know, classical music kind of guy. Like if you got like a very refined artist who was doing hentai, he'd probably <laughs> be into it. <laughs> I just picturing like Hannibal Lecter like drinking wine and sitting there like on the TV in his prison cell, just like some some image like over the shoulder shot of a guy just drawing like huge anime titties. Right? Yeah, <laughs> it's just like he's in his cell, just like yeah. It's like all the draws. All the women just have like super unnatural proportions, like they do in hentai, yeah. but. And they're completely naked, but also little bow ties, so they're refined, you know? Yeah. Oh, very nice and refined, well, I'm, yeah. just, I'm just thinking of, like, the modification of the first scene where Clarice meets him, where she's like, did you draw all these from memory, Doctor? And she's like, memory, Clarice, is what I have instead of a view. And instead of, like, a scene in Florence, Italy, it's just, like, big titty anime woman. Big titty anime woman. Whenever that, that person, that Sonic fan artist got popular, there was one of those videos where you're coming around the corner and it's playing the thing for Green Hill oh, Zone. Chris Chan. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just Hannibal Lecter with all his like sonic fan art all around him. The medallion. So coming back here, we're still talking about Hannibal. It's fine. Yeah. Coming back here. So Will Graham's first case was uh, catching and killing the Minnesota Shrike. Uh, who targeted college age women, which is very much the Ted Bundy thing that, that you had mentioned earlier. Um, he was called the Shrike. Uh, a Shrike is a species of small carnivorous bird yeah. that stores pre- prey items by impaling them on spikes. Whether oh. that's like a, a thorny bush. Shell. It's an yeah. enemy in Dauntless, like, too. It's like this giant owl-looking bird that hits winds attacks at you. Didn't yeah, spike a shri- a shri- but- a shrike is a real bird. It's a uh, it it and it does like I I looked up like pictures of it. It it'll like catch a shrew or a mouse or a bug or something or a oh, lizard. Yeah. There's one where it just like is perched on barbed wire and it has impaled a lizard on one of the barbs on the wire and oh, that's yeah. where it stores its food. I'm looking at that exact picture right now. Damn, it's dude. Up. Yeah, metal as hell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's super annoying to fight in Dauntless too. It's got a lot of. <laughs> oh yeah, that's worse. Yeah, Peter <laughs> or. Jamie, a little field mouse lost its life. Would you show some respect, goddammit? I had to use all my consumes, dude. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so while in Hannibal's office, uh, Will sees an old 15th century medical poster called The Wound Man, which while you're on Google, I would love for you to pull up because it is hilarious. The, the Wound Man, you say? Wound Man, yeah. Uh, the Wound Man is a poster that was originally published in 1491 in Europe, and oh. it is just a bored-looking medieval peasant who is just, like, riddled with arrows and swords. Dude, and, dude's having a bad day, Yeah, I will say. It's, it is, it's part of, like, a medical textbook from the 1490s where it <laughs> basically just has, like, a picture of one guy covered in swords, just, like, stabbed all to hell. <laughs> I love it. Every single one has, like, an Adobe PDF, like, sticky note to tell you yeah. like oh yeah like this is this is what a sword does here and this is what a arrow does here and sort of shit yeah. like that i love i love the idea of it not having any of those notes just having one like if you see a patient like this he probably needs immediate medical attention <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's he got, needs, this guy needs 40 leashes he's got two different nipples he's got like a, a nut and bolt right through his stomach or is that a sword no that is a sword uh he's, he's got like grape mushrooms. shot in the thigh yeah his hands falling off. He's taken a cannonball to the other wrist. He's like, got the face of that guy from the mask named Rocky or whatever. Like it's all different shapes oh, and stuff. Oh, yeah. Elephant a, Man. Yeah, not as big of a chin actually, but Rocky Dennis. Yeah, Rocky Dennis. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, I like the idea that that was that that's like the chart that you would go like your doctor would just have that chart up on the wall. But anyway, Will notices this <laughs> in um in Hannibal Lecter's office and then makes the connection that the his his former patient had been murdered in a very similar way in that Dr. Electra's patient that he was investigating and talking about had been murdered in a similar fashion to the wound man. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so <laughs> he'd been murdered in the fashion of, we'll start from the top, it looks like oyster to the dome, yep. uh, <laughs> club to the forehead, stiletto to the eyebrow, knife to the cheek, hammer to the shoulder, uh, scimitar <laughs> to the other shoulder, arrow to the tricep, uh, club to the elbow, sword to the rib or heart, we got a spear through the forearm. What is that? A conch shell? I, I don't, I'm not yeah. sure what that is. His right arm. Cannibal Some of it's very unclear. Yeah. It, it like at one point it looks like he's got like a jellyfish on his arm or something like that. Yeah, that's that's, that's what I meant by the conch shell. Oh. Yeah. Um, and he's stepping on a on a dried crow's foot. Look at that thing down. Yeah, there. crow's yeah. foot. <laughs> <laughs> also taking a cannibal to the leg. Uh, he's got like I said, grape shot or scabies on his thigh. I'm not sure. I do yeah. like that they did dress him in a in a little thong though. I was thinking the same. Than, oh, never, for the medical textbook, it's it's good that you don't see his pee. And they threw a you couple know? cubes yeah. in there, so we know it's a full grown man, so we don't have yeah, to feel it, as yeah. bad for him. <laughs> yeah, no, he's yeah. he looks, yeah. but he's a thousand <laughs> years old. They threw some pubes in there. Yeah. <laughs> when you put pubes on, it's just like safe to masturbate to, and you're like, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he notices sim similarities between the brutal murder of Lecter's erstwhile patient and the wound man, and then he's just like, oh my god, Dr. Lecter must be the culprit. Uh, Lecter, <laughs> knowing that he had been had at this point, stabs Will in the stomach with a linoleum knife, um, which I had to look up. It's like a thick, hooked blade that you use to like separate material. So like linoleum, linoleum floor tiles or wood paneling or something like that. It, it's fucked up. Yeah. Uh, it will hurt to even stab somebody with this. It's more of a slashing weapon. It's like a hook. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. um, in the film Red Dragon, he stabs him with like a letter opener. Okay. Yeah. More more poetic, I guess. Yeah, exactly. And it's also like available in the office. Also, Anthony Hopkins has like this like gnarly ass like Steven Seagal ponytail at the uh -huh. beginning of that movie for some reason. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, <laughs> Can we please do Laura Steven Seagal one day? Because there is oh, a lot oh, there. That would, actually, that would actually be very good. Do it. Yeah. Whatever you want, Jamie. It's fucking, <laughs> it's, it's spooky season. We got time between now and the Christmas special. Like whenever you've got the time, baby. Episode 200 <laughs> with no real, no fake lore, only Steven Seagal. <laughs> And it's a seven-hour episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Will obviously survives the attack, uh, and Hannibal is arrested for the attempted murder. Uh, and however, he is put in the Baltimore State uh, State Hospital for the criminally insane instead of a prison. Um, this is where this is where we meet Doctor Chilton, Doctor Francis Chilton, uh, who is described as both pompous and incompetent. He is the guy you've been talking about this whole time, Jamie, as the warden. Incompetent. In, yeah. He is he is impompous exactly. <laughs> yeah, this guy's dykes are completely askew. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't, couldn't 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 stop water. Couldn't stop a river. If he tried. <laughs> is that like oh, a real man. saying, or is this just something that we just keep saying over and over? Again? Uh, no, that's I think he's made it up like twenty minutes. Yeah, ago. <laughs> it's just that's, that's crazy, dude. Dykes askew Simmons, dude. Apparently, yeah. a real alleged real person. Um, now, the guy's dykes askew, man. Yeah, dude. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, it'll be a new, it'll be the new uh, bag of Sprite in the Discord in yeah, yeah. three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Dr. Francis Chilton is the warden you've been talking about. Hannibal is not in prison. He is in a psychiatric hospital for the criminally insane because he pled insanity and got out of jail where they now keep him in like a plexiglass tank instead of a cage, which uh, is better, I guess, because he's crazy. Yeah, because bars are not good for crazy person, but plexiglass, he's so crazy, he doesn't realize he's in a box because he doesn't. It's not like you don't see the wall, right? Like you can see right through it. Yeah, it's kind of like a bird. He just thinks that it's open. So it's, yeah. it's yeah, good yeah, for yeah, the yeah. brain. Good for the brain. Helps him recover. <laughs> exactly. I like throw a blanket over it and he, he thinks it's nighttime. He just falls <laughs> <asleep>. <laughs> goes to sleep. <laughs> I like the look of that other guy you mentioned too, uh, Alfredo Bali Trevino or whatever. I just took a picture of him putting in the boys. Oh my! There's no okay, so way. I mean, it's a very cheaper. It is a very. I mean, it says the killer doctor who inspired the can- character Hannibal Lecter, but I don't know if it's like a stock photo that somebody decided to use in no taste at all. Um, but it's kind of like a very shaggy guy yeah. with a, go- a very thick goatee, given like a hearty like, thumbs up with a big smile over like a stock blue background. Like it he is says, impossible uh, photo to day at him school. because Doctor Trevino was like incarcerated in the fifties. Um, it looks like he just yeah. got his school photo taken with that background, though, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it really does. Yeah, yeah. It, it looks like he's the gym teacher or the music teacher at like a an elementary school, and he showed up for for photo day like that. <laughs> So, uh, five years after the incident with arresting uh, Hannibal Lecter, uh, Will had retired from the FBI, but he was begged by his boss, Jack Crawford, to assist with the so-called Tooth Fairy murders. Um, The uh, Tooth Fairy had murdered two seemingly random families during sequential full moons. Um, First, the Jacobis in Birmingham, Alabama, and then the Leeds in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, little evidence was left behind, so Will realizes he has to consult the guy who tried to gut him, Dr. Hannibal Lecter, for help. Little evidence left okay. behind, so they didn't have many leads. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> You're like walking into the crime scene, it's like, do we have any leads? Uh, there's five, they're all dead. Okay, well, you've, yeah. clearly, you've clearly misunderstood what I've asked you. <laughs> what, what do you think, Will? Not a tooth out of place. I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. We sure this is the fairy's work. Yeah, the tooth, the tooth fairy thing is strange it's really because he appears at night to kill people uh mm. like while people are sleeping is kind of why the name is set up that way um early in the novel okay. that's a leap yeah, that's a leap it is yeah just, <laughs> it could be santa claus for christ's sake like any yeah. any like magical thing that shows up at yeah night. yeah he also leaves a dollar bill under the dead bodies so that's kind of where it comes from too, yeah oh yeah, yeah oh well i guess that does make sense yeah, yeah. Uh, early in the novel, the this is in Red Dragon, uh, the Tooth Fairy re- is revealed to be a man named Francis Dollarhide. Uh, he is a home video film editor for the Gateway Corporation in Missouri. Uh, Dollarhide? By- we just said he hid a dollar under the bodies. That's perfect. I know. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, the prophet. Wow. Yeah. Again. <laughs> um he, uh, he's a film editor for the Gateway Corporation in Missouri. Uh, he was abused as a child by his grandmother, both physically and sexually, and eventually became obsessed with the William Blake painting, The Great Red Dragon, and The Woman Clothed in Sun. Oh, um, he is- I've seen this movie. Okay, yeah. yeah. Saw- okay. Where he's up in the attic <laughs> hanging out looking at that painting and stuff and... Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, he's described as being in very good shape, uh, able to clean and press 300 pounds, uh, wow. which would mean a lot to the people in our fitness channel on Discord. I had to look whatever the fuck that meant, and that's when you like 
put the barbell up on your chest and then you lift it over your head and then you put it down. That's a clean and press. Yep. I mean, this great red dragon has like great, great butt cheeks. cheeks. Great yeah. cheeks. Let's yeah, say, yeah, let's yeah. say. I'll go ahead and say it. He's got the tattoo of it too, doesn't he? If I remember right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, the dragon's guy's got a donk. The dragon's Whoa, the dragon's that. caked up. Yeah. Feed a family red, of four with that ass. Red dragon's caked up. <laughs> <laughs> There's your episode title. <laughs> yeah. Someone um, who's DMing a campaign, include a red dragon, which is like a beautiful ass in their star. <laughs> That's the final boss. Yeah. When the lore boys uh lore boys DM advent or D and D adventure book comes out, it'll include a, a caked up red dragon. Okay. <laughs> uh, Dollarhide believes he is pos- so. Um, Dollarhide pos- believes he is possessed by the red dragon from the painting, uh, and his victims. Uh, he believes that they are changed and, and reborn. Um, William Blake, the the guy who painted the the original watercolor, uh, was an English painter and poet, and he is also the guy who V from Devil May Cry Five is obsessed with. So that's a little oh. callback to one of our older episodes. Um, and I figure we'll continue on with this new episode after the break. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, so Dollarhide ha- in the novel has a cleft lip, just like Dykeseskew Simmons did, and also murders entire families. So like, Harris had taken this guy, this first guy he had interviewed in the Mexican prison, and just copy-paste straight into Red Dragon. Okay, so, sorry, we just went to break. I had to get up and fill up a glass of water. Our dear listeners had to listen to uh, tissue commercials for uh, 30 seconds, because we're premier premier tissue podcast on iTunes. Um, could you remind me who this person who's supposed to be, Dexie Simmons, is again? Francis Dollarhide. He is the video editor from Missouri, who is the villain that he is being that is being tracked down in in Red Dragon. He okay. is the man the who is tooth fairy killer. with the tooth fairy. Exactly. Hey, gotcha. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he has a cleft lip, just like Simmons did. Uh, like I said, and murders entire families. Um, his history of being sexually abused is pretty similar to Albert Fish, who we mentioned earlier. Um, because Fish was also sexually abused when he was like sent to like a Catholic orphanage um, at some point in the early 1900s. But so like Dollarhide has more in common with Albert Fish than Hannibal does. So as far as like Charlotte Griggs like inspiration, I think she's off the mark on who 
um, fish inspired within like Harris's work, but he's definitely relevant. Uh, Albert, at least yeah. in, in, in this context. Yeah. Albert Fish, I won't bring up any of his like brutal murders or anything like that, but he was so obsessed with like harming himself, I guess, because of all the pain he was going through on the inside, that he had like it looked like a hairbrush with a longer stem. And instead of where the hair bristles would be, it was nails. And he would get his friends to spank him with it. With yeah. nails into his own ass. Just to oh God, for his job. Like the uh, like the albino in the Da Vinci code. Silas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty sure he did that. Pretty sure he had Tom Hanks spank him in that movie. Or maybe <laughs> maybe I, I downloaded a bad version. I, I'm not sure. I think no. I think that's right. I think we watched the same version. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Tom Hanks spanks an albino in that yeah. film. <laughs> he spanked his Dan Brown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dollarhide in the novel eventually falls in love with one of his colleagues, who is a blind woman named Reba. Uh, in the film, this doesn't make as much sense as it does in the novels because in it, so it's been adapted twice. There's a film called Manhunter, and there's also uh, which is from like 1985, and then there's Red Dragon, which is the one that I've seen. Um, Dollarhide is never truly set up to be like the Phantom of the Opera monster that he is alleged to be. So the fact that the only woman he is comfortable being loved by is blind doesn't really make any fucking sense because he has, like, a scar that goes from, like, his lip to his nostril in both films. <laughs> but he's, he's like... like he's, he's, he's like that thing where he's, like, he's horrific for Hollywood, right? Like, he, yeah, oh, exactly. oh, my God. You have, yeah, you have a white yeah. scar on your face? Like, oh, hideous. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty Rocky Dennis. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, like it's it's it doesn't make any sense in the movies because it's they 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 basically just like drew a line on a regular <laughs> actor's face, That's it, yeah. and they was Dol- like well, Dolph Lundgren with like a sm- a small line going from his nose to his lips, like oh my god, I can't look at him. <laughs> yeah, <it's> disgusting. <laughs> Devil. <laughs> um so that's kind of that's kind of the problem there but anyway it's both in the novel and in, and in the film red dragon he falls in love with his blind colleague um the red dragon personality that he believes has like possessed his body insists that he has to kill reba like so she must be like changed and reborn in the same way that these like families had been changed and reborn um and he refuses because he says that she is good and he does not want well, he doesn't give in to the second personality that lives inside of him he sure breaks into the Brooklyn Museum and steals the original William Blake painting and rips it up and eats it to, like, kind of kill the dragon, I suppose. Oh, yeah. Or or internalize okay. the dragon. <laughs> or, he, or, yeah. Does he eat the part of the painting that is the woman clothed in sun? Because I would assume that that's Reba, right? Like, if he's looking at the painting, he's like, I'm the dragon, she's the woman clothed in sun. So it's a quick scene. He eats the entire thing. Um, I, I don't know noticed. if he, like portioned he, it out does he use a fork and a knife he eats the cakes for dessert i know that yeah <laughs> i was gonna say i didn't even notice the woman because i was looking at that dragon's hot ass this whole time <laughs> <laughs> the fucking the fucking roman phalanx rear guard over here oh my yeah, god baby. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, throughout the story of Red Dragon, Hannibal uses his like psychiatric ex- expertise to um, assist uh, Will Graham with figuring out like 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 how he feels and what's going on, and also like figure out who the Tooth Fairy is. Uh, Will is also constantly hounded by a tabloid reporter named Freddie Lowndes, who is working for like the hilariously named National Tatler. <laughs> 
I mean, well, yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> just, just, it's just a rag. Yeah. Basically. It's, it's supposed to tell you it's tabloid, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, he does an interview at some point with uh, with Freddie Lowndes and suggests that Dollarhide is both inbred and an impotent homosexual. Um, and that's why he murders happy families. Um, okay. As a result of this interview, uh, Freddie Lowndes is eventually kidnapped by Dollarhide, tortured, right. and then burned alive. Um, unless you're the NBC TV producers... Because um, the NBC, the show Hannibal does have Freddie Lowndes in it, but they recast Freddie as a woman and did not have the balls to kill her off the show. So in that show, they killed off Dr. Chilton and burned him alive, which doesn't make any sense as a prequel. Basically splitting the timeline and giving two, like they had their own lore boys canon of Hannibal for TV. Uh. And then there's <laughs> then they have the regular canon of like films and books. Because we're NBC. It, we're NBC. We're woke. We won't burn a woman alive. You know, we'll only yeah, burn exactly. men alive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the burning thing alive, dude. It, the brass bull, like this evil tyrant, yeah. ordered it that it made through the the artist into it. Like the artist, like, was like the king's like, hey, show me how this brass bull works, and like you light a fire underneath it, and the screams of the human makes it sound like the bull, and uh. But also the the tyrant who threw the artist into it also died to it. So there was some poetic justice there. Well, good. Paralaus of Athens invented and proposed to Phalaris, the tyrant of Acragus. Excuse me. Had a stroke reading that. (laughs) So actually the artist came up with it, proposed it to the king. And then the king was like, yeah, this this whips, dude. But pretty fucked up that you thought of it. So you should probably burn too. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm still gonna use it on other people, and then eventually die to it myself. Anyway. I mean, if you burn the guy who invented it, you can absolve yourself of guilt, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like a, cra- a crazy man made this, and don't worry, we took care of him. As long I, as you I did eat, good. yeah. As long as you eat the brass bowl when you're done with it, then you can absolve yourself. Yeah, that's, then it's ethical. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all, all pieces of the brass bowl. Ancient yeah. Greeks, yeah, exactly. Used every part of the brass bowl. <laughs> um but yeah so the the nbc show splits the timeline with the killing of francis chilton because francis chilton is like the main rival to hannibal lecter and killing him off instead of freddie um kind of removes conflict from the rest of the story once he's thrown in jail right because then you just have to like write in and replace an existing character with a new one because you killed off the old one no, no, this for, is doc, this is Doctor Tilchin. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's from upstate, Francis Bilton. He's been <laughs> in Baltimore this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so they like, I guess the NBC created Lore Boys Canon before we ever did. Um, as it happens, uh, the reason so little evidence was left behind is because Dollarhide had memorized the layouts of the homes he broke into whilst editing their home movie films. So, okay. like, this is the period, this is the pre-digital period, because, of course, this book was published in 1981, where you had to get film developed. Um, there's a Robin Williams movie about this as well, like, yeah, one, one hour, hour photo or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, he became obsessed with different attractive families that he was developing film for and would, you know, using the, whatever, like, using using the footage that he had constant access to, memorize the layout of the house so he knew exactly how to get in, how to get out, where everyone slept, who everybody was, oh, what they looked like, and how to get in and out. 
Makes for some good scenes for the movie, too, because you get that dark red scary room while he's developing yeah, film. And, yeah. uh, so that's only for photographs. You don't develop film film, like movie film, in that way. Oh, how do you do it? I don't know, but in the movie, he works just in a dark room. He's like a cutter, so he has access to the film. He has like this little like razor blade thing that cuts the strip, right? Right? Because you know, like like movie film is on a reel, yeah. Yep. And it's he's got the film over this little like board that has like a tiny little like paper cutter that cuts. Oh. Yeah. So like whenever the cutting room floor, that's where that expression okay. comes from. Okay, that makes sense. It's, it's just like, like Tyler Durden splicing in penises into movies yes. precisely yeah yes. one frame one frame out of 24 frames in a second that's cool. um so oh pete can you not watch movies 24 frames a second that's less than 60 they're garbage <laughs> <laughs> unwatchable yeah, I only, unwatchable. Re- red dragon is literally unplayable <laughs> i'll only pay for a movie if it's on steam like yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, pete, seen... there's free movies on egs every month okay. i've seen I have only ever watched, the only movies I've seen are documentaries about Dota 2 players, okay? Uh, I have never played Dota 2, but I know a lot of Korean guys, and they're my favorite actors this whole time. <laughs> um, figuring this out, uh, the FBI, so figuring out that like this is how Dollar Hyde or the Tooth Fairy had gotten into these homes, uh, Will Graham and the FBI moved to arrest Dollar Hyde at his home, However, he had already set fire to it with Reba, his girlfriend, the blind woman, inside in an apparent suicide pact that she had not been uh, told about. Right. Sure, yeah. You only need one one side to agree to a pact, to make a pact. <laughs> That's true. As long as one side is in accord, then it's a pact. Espe- especially if it's a murder-suicide. It's, it's really, it's like, <laughs> ah, yeah, we just like, well, just one signature on the gun is fine. Don't yeah. worry about it. Well, like, the deed was in his name, so burning down the house and the suicide pact, that would also have to be signed off by him, so you didn't really exactly, need the other yeah. party. It'd be ridiculous. Yeah. I didn't consent to this. <laughs> uh, believing Dollarhide was dead, Will returns home to his... So, uh, Reba's fine, by the way. She survives the burning home. Um, believing Dollarhide was dead, uh, Will returns home to his wife and kids, only to find that Hannibal had somehow sent Dollarhide his address, and that the burned body inside Dollarhide's home was just like a decoy murder. Basically, classic. He had a spare corpse just kicking around. Classic. Homer uh, Simpson, Homer Simpson throwing a dummy of himself over the falls to, to get out of get yeah. out garbage for work. Costco or d'oeuvre. They knew because it still had a toothpick in it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The toothpick didn't burn. <laughs> um, in the novel, it's um, it's Reba's ex boyfriend. Uh, in in the film, I don't know who it is. It's, it's just some decoy corpse. Um, <laughs> sure. A hitchhiker yeah. no, probably mm-hmm. or just like a costco sample like jb was saying de- yeah. de- it was definitely just like a big section of a hot dog sitting on a couch <laughs> just a guy in a hot dog suit <laughs> <laughs> oscar meyer himself yeah. uh they confront each other um so uh dollarhead gets into will graham's home they confront each other will is non-lethally stabbed in the face uh, and his wife shoots and kills Francis Dollarhide. Nice. Uh, Hannibal obviously remains incarcerated in Maryland in the psychiatric hospital. And then we can now move on to The Silence of the Lambs, which, as I said earlier, is easily one of my favorite films. Uh, this one has a little, much less kind of like pretext to it that you would need because it's a much smaller film, I suppose, like cast wise and smaller novel as well. 
in the story, Jack Crawford, who is the FBI director, once again sends one of his agents to consult Hannibal Lecter to gain his insight on a series of murders that he just can't sort out, basically. He's like, I know a guy, and he's in a box, so I'm, I, 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 I tend to use him pretty, as, as often as I can. Uh, he's easy, I, I know where he is, I know his schedule. The, the FBI chief has like a big cork board up, and he's got all these pictures of faces on it. And he's got Santa Claus, and he's got the Easter Bunny, and he's got the Tooth Fairy, <laughs> obviously X'd out with a big X, because we know Dollar <laughs> He's just trying to figure out who the hell did, the, did these dang murders, you know what I mean? We know it wasn't the Tooth Fairy. Tooth Fairy's gone. Yeah. Tooth, Fairy, Tooth Fairy's not even real anymore, okay? In a sense. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wally Graham shot him. Do we think it's a turkey in a, a pilgrim buckle hat? I don't know, okay? <laughs> I just don't know. <laughs> well, it's like, the, it's like that's the red dragon. It's like the Thanksgiving turkey with big ass cheese. <laughs> yeah, just like it's the, it's the, when you do it in kindergarten, you like trace your hand yeah. and then it's just like big cheeks over a woman clothed in something. You know? I, think, I hope you like drawing butts because I think you might be drawing a turkey. <laughs> uh, I, that's, I, I I've got to I've got to figure it out at some point. I know you got to get that like little like angled triangle gleam to show how how smooth and shiny the whole thing is. Yeah, perfectly yeah. round bubble butt turkey. Somebody, yeah, somebody yeah. write that down. I'm going to yeah. <laughs> Um right. So, uh this time instead of sending like a professional, uh Jack Crawford is kind of out of options. He's just like, ah, "I mean, who can I send to interview this guy who eats people? Uh what about a student?" I think that would be great. Yes. Um, this time he sends FBI trainee Clarice Starling, also a bird, less spiky, I guess, opposed to the Shrike, mm-hmm. to uh, to meet with and grill Dr. Lecter about a series of murdered women. So at shouldn't this point say, in the novel, it would have been six women. Shouldn't say grill, because in the context of the story, like, actual yeah. bodies probably <laughs> have been yeah, grilled, yeah. but... Yeah. <laughs> Do you, no, he's a he's a high class fella. Barbecue is much more for like us, the blue collar gentlemen. Yeah, no, I, I I don't think Doctor Lecter is exactly. Yeah, yeah well, he yeah. does he does saute the brain, right? Like he's got it sauteing next to the guy in Hannibal. Yeah, in well, in Silence of the Lambs, but yeah, no, not in Silence of the Lambs. In Hannibal is when he sautes that guy's brain and feeds it to him because oh, he's yeah. in he's in prison in Silence of the Lambs the entire time. There you go. I've seen it once, and it was extremely hungover uh, at Jamie's University with him and his roommates. So it was the only time I watched it, oh, and I think yeah. for half of the half of the movie, I think I was just I had my headphones in and I was listening to music. So. Yeah, <laughs> we were we were so crusty; it was unbelievable. You that night before, like I lived in a kind of like a half basement as I do now, and Ethan tried Perhaps. to get no, no, a different place with the girls, and he was trying to come in to my uh, window into my room. And he I went to step in my desk and completely missed the desk, fell head first on what basically is a cement floor with like half an inch of carpet on it. No, yeah, not half an inch, not an inch, like a sixteenth of an inch of carpet. The, <laughs> yeah. cheapest, the cheapest elementary school carpet you can imagine was what he had on his floor in this one section. And I just smashed my head on it. Like, yeah. Oh my God. So I was definitely concussed the next day. But Yeah. But the next morning, yeah, the next morning we we had a big old cuddle puddle and we watched murder on the TV, so that was. Yeah, fun. yeah. <laughs> I remember, I remember we were watching it, and again, I don't like these kinds of movies, but like I'm a guest in this house, so I'm not going to say anything. So at one point, I like take my headphones out and put them in, and your roommate was like, yeah. "Are you not watching it? Like, 
are you just like listening to music? And I was like, yeah, I, I don't want to watch this. <laughs> she was she was just so offended that I wasn't watching the movie. She's like, why aren't you watching the movie? I was like, are you kidding me? I'm like way too hungover for this. He's, he's, he's like talking about killing people. There's a guy making lampshades out of skin. Like I'm uncomfortable, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I hit my head real hard. <laughs> oh my fucking God. I love, I, I love like teasing new stories about your guys fucking escapades is how do you <laughs> completely by accident just, just wilding out the whole time <laughs> oh my god um anyway jack crawford sent clarice starling to meet with dr Lecter uh, uh in regards to a series of murdered women uh the media uh the fake news had yep. dubbed the murderer in this context buffalo bill uh since he liked to quote skin his humps um I don't know what that means in regards to the real, like, Bill Cody, the actual Buffalo Bill, the American soldier, mailman, and entertainer. No idea. Uh, he was a famous man from the Old West. Apparently, this is this is like a cultural thing that I just could not figure out as a Canadian. I mean, I had no idea what the fuck that meant. I'm sure it's like buffalo hunting, right? Like, they, like, buffalo hunting was a big thing, and buffaloes have humps, so you skin the hump, right? I think it's something Off with the buffalo. Wings. Farm boy, that makes sense, but something to do with chicken wings and buffalo sauce, I think. Yeah, it's got to be. Um, not yet. Because there's skin on chicken wings. I don't know. There's something there. Yeah, yeah, yeah I couldn't true. figure it out. It, Ethan sounds totally right. Lower boys cannon. Lower boys cannon. Yep. It's because buffaloes have humps. Not like as many camel. as or a not, dromedary. Not as many as a camel. Yeah, dromedary. No, as many as many as a dromedary. Is this two? Yeah, no, okay. Two, two humps as a camel. Uh, one hump or two humps is a camel. One hump is a dromedary. Okay, okay. I think I think dromedary, dromedary is technically a type of camel. Yeah. If you want to get and uh, three humps is a night with James. <laughs> hey, <laughs> yeah. Just just ignore the growths on my leg, please. <laughs> <laughs> and the clam on my shoulder and the scimitar through my neck. Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> that should just be like your your display on like your your display picture on Tinder is just the wound man. It just says, <laughs> "Please fix me." <laughs> you, do you like this club, baby? It's gonna come back to play later. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> what about this cannonball shattering my tibia? Hmm? <laughs> this gaping wrist wound. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so Buffalo Bill in Silence of the Lambs was harvesting pieces of skin and flesh from his victims uh, during an autopsy that Clarice had to like sit in on this is a scene in the film as well because uh, it's like FBI homework I guess to like watch an autopsy or something like that uh, they discovered a moth cocoon in the throat of a victim that they had dredged out of a lake Right. Um, in the novel it was originally identified as a black witch moth uh, while in the film, it is found out to be a death's head hawk moth, like, right away by, like, some burger-loving nerds at the Smithsonian that she takes it to. Um, I don't really understand the difference between these things. I googled both of them. They're both just these gigantic brown moths. Like, they're yeah. bigger than a bird. They're both um, big moths. I think death's head is probably the name of the moth, right? They were like, it, ooh, this sounds spookier. Yes, the death's head hawk moth has a... It's a bit of a stretch kind of a pattern on its back like between its wings that looks like a skull i don't think so it's, it's that much of a stretch you, it's kind of it, it's kind of spoopy i looked at the wikipedia page it's 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 basically just like a white patch with two dots on it it also like yeah. acts as something that's just like rare enough that you won't find it in every place right so 
they can like locate where the killer's from because that's the only place we can find those moths. That is exactly right because the death head moths are con like considered to be fairly exotic, so they could kind of narrow down what is going on. Oh, I, I see um, the skull. In, yeah. in the novel, uh, Hannibal reminisces about a patient he once had after speaking to Clarice, uh, who had taken a gay lover and then killed him. However, in the film, he directs her to a storage facility where he uh, has the man's head preserved in a jar. This right. man is Benjamin uh, Raspail, I suppose would be how you pronounce that. And his ex-lover was James Gum, who is a he, tailor and a leather worker. He, I guess you could say he's pretty raspy after getting his head cut off. Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sore throat, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, that bird, or not that bird, the the moth that has the skull on it, the skull kind of looks like Birdo from Mario. It's got, like, a long thing and a snoot on it. Oh, yeah, I yeah. can see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. So this kind of brings it back to what I had told you guys earlier in the episode. The murdered and mutilated gay lover gives a lot of credence to the theory that Dr. Salazar from Mexico was absolutely Alfredo Ballytrevino. Because he had that was the that was the crime he had been convicted for was killing his boyfriend. Well, it was killing his girlfriend's ex boyfriend. I thought. No, uh, Alfredo Bali Trevino. Oh, I think you just said lover, and I assumed. No, he simply killed his lover was a guy and kill and he killed him. Okay, he, Jesus Rangel or, you, or whatever. You said, I'm not going to say ex boyfriend, and I must have been like, oh, girlfriend's ex boyfriend or something like that. No, no, that's, no, no, no. That's my biases. We all gay. Don't worry about it. That's why the dragons. That's why the dragons so caked up. <laughs> Mom, Dad, I'm not gay. I'm just into dragons. Okay, that's so much worse. Yeah, <laughs> Bray, who has like a dragon profile pic in our in our server, yeah, you must notice. be sweating you... through this one, man. Like getting so. Yeah, yeah. you're on notice, Bray. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, Treat me like oh. one of your horses and blow me up with an iPhone or something. That's a specific joke for the Discord. So. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, James Gum or Buffalo Bill was at some point in his past declared to be too mentally unstable to have a gender reassignment surgery. So, he turned to making himself a suit out of abducted women. Um, and who he would obviously like murder and then harvest like parts of their skin off of based on like what he would want. He um, goes for this a little bit. Takes... He goes for thicker women too because he doesn't like that tight fit. You know, he wants. No, he does. Of... Oh, he does. <laughs> That's absolutely a plot point. Yeah. So he would he he would abduct heavier girls, starve them yeah. so that they were easier to harvest off of. Yeah, I remember wow. that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, uh, Ed, uh, excuse me, uh, Buffalo Bill in this concept, or Jame Gum, takes ex inspiration as well from Ed Gein, who we've talked about in the past. Um, he's also the guy who insp inspired the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like a million other fucking villains. Um, cause <laughs> our Kirby Gein... episode actually is about this movie. I forgot, is like, yeah, well, but, yeah, the, the, art, yeah, the artwork yeah. is based on Buffalo Bill. <laughs> yeah, speaking of which. Um, so I will get into our our artwork in a moment here, because we do have Kirby as Buffalo Bill, but uh, Gein both dug up corpses and killed women to harvest their skins. He made lampshades and like wind oh, chimes yeah. and other trinkets and shit. And he also made something th that is just like referred to as a mammary vest, which is just like a human skin vest with tits on it. 
Yeah. Okay. That's what I was talking uh, he, about earlier. Yeah. He, he, new he, new he, topic, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, he had like apparently been seen on his property, like dancing around at night, like wearing like a woman's suit that he had made himself out of corpses and people that he had killed. Um, and in reference to our art that we were talking about here is because um, the Luigi's Mansion artwork that we have for that episode is like two police officer booze. That's like right. A, is like in like a horrible crime scene. I looked up crime scene photos from Ed Gein's house to do oh, that artwork. That? <laughs> I'm looking yeah, at like, them so now. Yeah. Oh my god. The outfits that they were the outfits that they were wearing, the bed frame with no mattress, and like the slimy kind of greasy boxes everywhere with the lampshade are all from photos within Ed Gein's house. So like I looked up that shit to yeah, make it like more authentic. <laughs> get a nipple belt too. Yeah. That's the yeah. nipple belt near near. Uh, that's the uh, the less Bible belt, if you know what I mean. The nipple belt, <laughs> the Bible belt. <laughs> yeah, San Francisco is the nipple belt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the nipple belt here. <laughs> um, in both the film and the novel, Buffalo Bill's final abductee was Catherine Martin. Uh, she's the daughter of the U.S. Senator Ricky Ruth Martin. Martin? Oh, yeah, oh. Ricky Martin, of course. <laughs> yep, never mind. Yeah. Um, U.S. Senator out, Ricky Martin. <laughs> um, he kept her in a dungeon with the intent, like I said, of starving her for a few days so that she could lose a couple of pounds and be easier to harvest skin from. Right. So that's why that's why he was that's why Buffalo Bill's into that. Yeah. Um, in both the film and in the novel, uh, Hannibal gives Clarice and others fake names instead of Buffalo Bill's real name. Because, of course, Hannibal was the psychiatrist of James, James Gums's lover, right? Okay, yeah. Um, and then kind of, and he, he switches that up. In the novel, he gives the name William or Billy Rubin, where in the film, he gives the name Louis Friend. Uh, Billy Rubin is the color is like a color in human bile that makes poop brown uh which is why he gave that fake one and then uh lewis friend is an anagram for iron sulfide or fool's gold Billy so like he he yeah it's bill of rubin I, I don't know oh I'm not, I'm not a doctor bill did you know that most i i don't know what this is but i did know that most of what makes poop brown is uh red blood cells dead blood yeah mm. oh so we're yeah. all shit and blood. Don't worry about it. Exactly. Yeah. Stop that. worrying about it. Yeah. yeah, don't get it checked out. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, like, if you have... Unless like, you want a serial killer to stick a finger up your butt, you know? That'd be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't if do have, that. If you have really dark black stool, it's like sign of internal bleeding, like, up the tract uh, higher. So if you have really, really dark poops for a long time, definitely yeah. check that out. But if you have brown Hem poops, normal poops. Hemorrhoids, it's very common to see bright red. Yeah. Like, bright, bright red blood in your stool oh man i'm so glad i have never had a reason to understand anything you two are talking about right now <laughs> there's a lot of browns and reds in the dragon actually you could probably do a repainting of it with the different shades of <laughs> yeah somebody get andy warhol on the phone we have a million dollar idea <laughs> god <damn it. laughs> move that soup out of the way i got a better idea idiot <laughs> no wait drink a lot of soup would you <laughs> 
Um, so after giving out these fake names, the movie kind of fucks up the timeline. So the, the film Silence of the Lambs, because uh, Hannibal uh, states at some point when he was talking to the senator herself, um, Ruth Martin, that at some point in 1980, he had been talking to James Gum's lover as a, as a client. However, Red Dragon is set in 1975, and then the bulk of the novel takes place in 1980. So it just moves it into the future. I think uh, Silence of the Lambs itself came out like 1991 or something like that. So they just kind of moved, shifted dates. Um, giving up these these fake names allows Hannibal to be transferred from Baltimore to a like nicer facility because he had made a deal and then just gave up shitty information. And en route is where he escapes captivity. So this is where you're talking about the elevator scene there, Jamie. Right. Um, he, he kills his guards and he steals one of their faces so that he can then be put in an ambulance and then he steals um, that ambulance after taking off the guy's face. Yeah, so, it's like... Pretty clever yeah. the way that he did it. He made it look like there was a dead body that was him, but it was really the guy, and like the face yeah. was all fucked up, so it looked like they got him. He was killed, and they were trying to save the the officer, which was really him all along. The old switcheroo. Exactly. So Clarice, too smart after thinking after figuring out the iron sulfide thing, uh, follows a lead regarding one of Buffalo Bill's first victims, which is a woman named Frederica Bimmel. Uh, she goes to Bimmel's old house to meet the new owner. Uh, and when she does, she notices an adult death's head moth is like flying around in the house. Curious. Um, because the new owner, of course, is James Gum. Uh, he escapes into the basement and is eventually shot and killed by Clarice. Uh, Catherine Martin is rescued and Hannibal writes to Clarice to congratulate her and thank, for, thank her for being so polite. In the film, he calls her on the phone because it's just yeah. like, I guess better for yeah. cinema he's in like mexico uh, chasing after his old doctor or something like that he is in he is in florence actually he goes okay. to italy and yes he does set off to stalk dr chilton who does eventually disappear he's in italy i thought he'd be in normal uh, yeah. <laughs> just norway yeah okay, yeah. okay yeah uh so that's hannibal uh that is uh the uh, that's kind of the lore and the kind of real life people that inspired Dr. Hannibal Lecter, at least for the first two novels out of the uh, out of the four. So, Ooh, yeah, I have been your spooky host. Uh, excuse me, Peter O'Donoghue. Uh, you can find my work at Loreboys Podcast on Instagram, and you can see my face um, at Meltdown in Montreal on October twenty fourth, twenty twenty one. Um, at four in the afternoon and then later and then following that on twitch.tv slash the Loreboys at at some point. We'll be doing at safe. least you know, eight, twelve hours or some shit like that. Yeah, exactly. We'll figure it out. Um, we'll do it as long as we want to do it and you guys will tune in whenever you want to tune in. That's the deal. That's the pact. To charity. That's it's the important one, part. One way consent and that's the pact, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh fellas, please. Jamie, hit us. What do you got? Huh? What's going uh, on in your life? Just uh, get in the Discord, guys. That's where we hang out the most. we got a bunch of new people uh, lately. We've got, uh, for example, I think his name was Jesse, who's like giving all great um, fitness advice in our Fit Boys channel. I won't need the that. Jesse 3. Yeah. I won't need it since uh, I am a lazy fuck, but if you guys want some, you can get it. <laughs> Jamie's keeping his skin tight so that serial killers don't steal it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a strategy. It's, it's yep. so hard to get it off. Yep. <laughs> so hard, it's, Jamie. It's so hard to get it off, and that's that's all for me. Ethan, where can I get you? 
thanks for listening, everybody. Like Jamie says, join the Discord. There should be a link in the description of this episode. If it's not working, you can always go to lordboys.com slash about, where you can find links to all our socials, including the Discord. Discord is by far our most active one. So active indeed that we have some spam links going in today. We're working on fixing that. Uh, but we're dumb and don't know how. Really. I was up we're, at we'll, four th- we'll I was up at four thirty AM doing mod shit. Luckily I woke up yeah. real early, but uh. <laughs> so far so okay as the Discord goes. Exactly, yeah. Uh, no, a lot of lovely people, a lot of cool conversations, like Jamie says, there's you know, uh, different communities kind of building in that one community. Um, we'd love to have you be a part of it, even if you want to just be a fly on a wall occasionally chime in uh everybody's welcome um you can also support us on patreon patreon.com slash the lore boys uh thank you thank you thank you so much to all our patrons uh just ones online i see right now darnell Darkside, fragile mr wednesday saucy walker tch william all of you online in the discord right now amazing you guys you guys rock uh and thank you uh, anybody who wants to uh, be part of that illustrious list of names up in lights, uh, go to patreon.com slash uh, Anybody who doesn't trust them, of course, and wants, you know, one of the things that we give away on this show whenever we do Loreboys Prime, like a turkey in a buckle hat or a nipple belt, something like that, uh, <laughs> a jack-in-the-box stuff with various meats, uh, we, do have, we do have a Loreboys Prime, of course. And uh, we are uh, having a competition to see the the prettiest city in the nipple belt. Uh, so uh, it's a it's a sweepstake this year. If you want to elect your your town or city and explain why, I don't know, uh, name me name me a city in Connecticut is uh, deserves to be uh, the crowning jewel of the nipple belt. Then uh, Bison, let me know. <laughs> uh, Please do. I'm sure I'm sure we have some real runners out there, some real uh, contenders for uh, the nippliest city. I guess we could say, uh, and we want to hear from you guys. So make sure to send those in and we'll give you uh, one of the various, uh, various things I said bef- before, a, hu- uh, a shirt made out of human skin that says Bazinga on it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> cool. And just a sash that says the perkiest mayor. For- <laughs> <laughs> or like Is a in here or am I the mayor? <laughs> or maybe a, a shirt that says like, thanks for the memories or something like that. Oh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, like various boomer T-shirts made out of human skin. Don't yeah. worry. About that. <laughs> yeah. but, but we want to hear we want to hear your guys' ideas. So uh, make sure to, to crunch at us with them, and we'll put them on a piece of corn somewhere. That would constitute a lore, <laughs> lore boys. boys. Lore boys out out. My name is James, and my favorite type of sandwich is... I like meatballs, actually. I have meatballs on the stove at the moment. How about you guys? Uh, Hi, my name's Ethan. I like that Subway has uh, declared 11 inches a foot long, because that makes me slightly over half a foot long. Uh, my name is Peter, and for the exact same reason as Ethan, uh, back when I used to work at Subway, I actually implemented that policy. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. A <laughs> foot six inches now, okay? Okay? <laughs> Get rid of the old imperial system. No metric system, no imperial system. We're subway bread system. We, called, yeah. we yes. called, very briefly called it the Jared system, but obviously got rid of that name. Yeah. Uh. Hold up. What was that? 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, Fresh. 